Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Philosophy of Fitness podcast. My name is Haley, and I'm your host every single day. Today, I am joined with Grace Noel. Grace is in the health and wellness space, and I stumbled upon her on TikTok. She's absolutely incredible. So, Grace, welcome. Hi, it's so awesome to be here. So excited. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you on. And for those of you that aren't familiar with Grace, a lot of what she focuses on is gut healing and hormone health. So we're going to be diving into all of that today. So if you've had any issues with hormones or even healing your gut along the way, you're definitely going to want to stick around for this conversation. But before we get way too ahead of ourselves, I would love to start by asking you what led you down this path of the gut healing? What was your fitness journey and your nutrition? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I was an athlete going through high school and I never knew anything about nutrition. I was like you in your previous podcast, when you talked about your fitness journey, you were doing like the crash diets when you were in high school and I was definitely doing that. So I was playing all kinds of sports. I was a swimmer and I wasn't fueling my body right and just not knowing how to like properly eat. Then I got into college and I, you know, I thought I had to keep this up. So I started weightlifting and still barely eating anything. And, you know, like energyless. I was, you know, taking five classes at a time and working out like crazy. And then somebody approached me to be in a bodybuilding competition. So, you know, as an athlete, I was like, absolutely. I want to try that out. I love competing. So I went through the whole process of bodybuilding and, you know, like eating chicken and broccoli three times a day, working out three times a day and just killing my body. So throughout this whole process, I lost my period. I was super fatigued. I just felt horrible every single day. Meanwhile, taking classes, working full time and working out three times a day. It was just so much on my body. Um, so I was actually too weak to even compete at the day of the competition. I was so weak. I couldn't even get out of my bed. I was like, I I can't do this. I just have no energy. I like lost all my muscle. I was obviously not prepping the right way. Um, so at this time I was like, something needs to change. So I was like, I never want to feel like this again. I want to like, feel good, look good. Not only like for the aesthetics, just to like, look good and be skinny, but I wanted to just feel better, look better overall. So at this time I decided to get off birth control and this is when everything kind of blew up for me. So that whole long period of crazy working out, crazy diets, um, this disrupted my hormones so much. I broke out like crazy. I had horrible, horrible hormonal acne. Um, I was bloated 24 seven. I felt like I couldn't get out of bed. I like called out of work a lot of days. I didn't show up to class a lot of days cause I just felt so fatigued and also so insecure because, you know, I was always bloated, always had really bad acne. Um, so I, you know, I started looking into nutrition and starting to realize that food is what impacts our, our bodies and our skin and how we feel. Um, so, you know, when I was in like bodybuilding, I was eating processed foods, like sugar-free, um, Mm. you know, like protein, like all these kind of processed type of foods, um, for so long and never really fueling myself with proper nutrients. Uh, so at this point I decided to get certified in personal training and certified in nutrition. And I started learning what kind of workouts work best for my body what kind of food actually will fuel me and make me feel good. Um, So I started learning a lot about gut health and hormone health and uh, just so much about nutrition. And once I started incorporating these new things into my life, I got my energy back. My skin started to clear up. I started to lose fat. I wasn't bloated and I just started feeling so much better. And this was all through balancing my hormones, getting my gut health in check, just really eating whole natural foods and getting rid of the the processed foods literally was a game changer. And I can't even begin to tell you how different I felt after I started eating these whole natural foods and really focusing on hormone health and cycle syncing and just working with my hormones, working with my body rather than overstressing and putting so much impact like 
too many workouts, too, too little calories, and just starting to listen to my body. This is when I saw a huge change. Wow. There's so much that I want to unpack from what you shared, but I want to start by saying that's such a relatable journey. I also mm-hmm. suffered from terrible, terrible hormonal acne growing up, and mm-hmm. I had no idea how to stop it. It was it was crippling to the point. I also did swimming too, ironically, but I remember mm-hmm. I would even be afraid to take my swim cap off because I had like such bad hormonal acne um, mm-hmm. on my forehead. So I think a lot of us have been there. And also the overtraining and undereating, I think that's a trap a lot of women in particular fall in where you kind of think that you have to be working out all the time, especially like you said, for a bodybuilding prep just exerting yourself so much and not fueling yourself properly. And something I saw you talk about is um, consuming more calories and how that's kind of led you to actually lose weight. So if you want to speak about that, I'm sure a lot of people would love to hear about that. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm 5'10". I'm a taller girl. And I was eating probably 1,200 calories a day with working out three times a day. So, And I wouldn't lose fat. I was like, why I'm eating so little calorie. I'm working out like crazy. Like what's going on? Like, why am I not like losing weight? And my body was holding on to weight because I was starving myself because, you know, I wasn't getting proper nutrients. So my body just held on to that fat because it didn't know when it was going to get, you know, more fuel, more nutrients. So once I started eating more and eating more carbs and protein and actually nutritious foods, I started to, to lose fat. So I, I wouldn't eat carbs for the longest time. I would, you know, like try to stay so low carb and just eat protein and low calorie vegetables. And once I started incorporating more like carbs and nutrients and just more calories, I started working myself up little by little. I started adding calories in, you know, very slowly. And as I was doing this, I started to lose fat and it was just incredible because my body was like needing those calories for so long. Yeah. And it's counterintuitive because a lot of people think, oh, well, it's simple math, you know, calories in, calories Mm -hmm. out. But as you said, when your body is in starvation mode, it's clenching on to every single thing because your body doesn't know when it's going to get its next, you know, nutrient dense satiating meal. So it's honestly great to hear that you've healed yourself from that. And I think that's so inspiring. And something else you touched on earlier that I have pretty strong opinions on is you were talking about how during your prep phase for bodybuilding, you were eating a lot of like fake sugars and Mm -hmm. um, all that crap, basically. Like I know for me personally, if you want to talk about something that messes with your gut, that stuff is like no bueno. So did you have a similar experience? Yeah, absolutely. I would drink energy drinks all day. I would eat like the sugar-free, you know, candy or whatever, and like very processed protein bars and protein cookies and like all of that stuff that's like marketed to be healthy because um, it was super low calorie, low sugar. And I was thinking, oh, you know, this is low calorie, this is fine. But meanwhile, it was disrupting my entire gut. Like these are the worst kind of foods that we could be eating for our gut health. So, you know, this was what's causing this bloating. This was what was causing my headaches and fatigue just because there's absolutely no nutrients in that type of food. So that's why, you know, I was constantly bloated and constantly you know, just feeling terrible. And once I started to replace those foods with just whole nutrient dense foods is when I saw a huge change in my gut health and just overall. Yeah. Those kinds of foods, I even think for myself, they're not satiating either. Like all that fake sugar, especially for me, there's, I don't know which fake sugar it is, but I get like really bloated, like terrible um, digestive Mm -hmm. problems from it. And also, I think if you look at the research of it, the fake sugars don't even satiate your brain in the same way that real sugar does. So your body is still craving something more beyond it. So it's this slippery slope of like too good to be true, where a lot of people have been led to believe, oh, this is going to keep me fit. This is going to keep me slim. But it's like, at what price, you know? Exactly. Yeah, it's and those those kind of processed sugars and like fake sugars, our body, it's so foreign to our body, like it doesn't really know how to process that. Um, so that's what leads to bloating, what leads to IBS and different, you know, digestive symptoms of having too much stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm curious what led you specifically in your path to realize that hormones were the main issue behind all of this. I know you mentioned that you got off birth control. Was that like a gradual process for you or did you finally just put two and two together that things weren't yeah, really working so- yeah. So once I start like stopped off of like the bodybuilding thing and wanted to look more into nutrition, I 
chose to get off of birth control just because I wanted to, you know, live a little bit more naturally because my birth control was very high dose. So I started to get off of that. And when I did is when I started to get all the hormonal acne and mm. a lot of the, you know, hormone imbalance symptoms. So I knew that there was something wrong with my hormones. Um, so that's when I really started deep diving into hormones and like how to balance hormones naturally. Um, so, you know, a lot of the things that I wanted to heal was just my skin because I knew it was hormonal, like the jawline acne. Um, so I knew that something was wrong internally. Uh, so that's when I really started, you know, deep diving into hormones. Yeah. And it's crazy how coming off of something like that, not that it's like a band aid, but it kind of shows you to, you have to face an issue head on and get to the root of the cause rather than yeah. like addressing the symptom, um, which I know is a hot take. Like I personally am not on birth control because I, I think hormones are really such a powerful thing. And I don't think enough women even talk about how powerful mm -hmm. hormones are like in every aspect of our lives. And just going off of that, I'm curious what your thoughts are on um, intermittent fasting, because I've seen a lot of people say that that approach is really catered towards men because women have a different hormonal set point and it messes with that. So what has your experience been with that? Yeah, absolutely. So I, when I was going through all those diet phases, I did try out intermittent fasting and this was the absolute worst thing that I could do for my body, especially because I was dealing with a hormone imbalance. So when we don't eat food, especially women earlier in the day, when our body's not getting that fuel, our cortisol spikes like crazy and cortisol is our stress hormone. So this can cause, you know, headaches and breakouts and hormonal imbalance. And it's one of the worst things that you can do, especially for us women, because we, we do need that fuel first thing in the morning and, you know, intermittent fasting, holding ourselves from getting those nutrients is one of the worst things that I experienced. I, you know, definitely felt like shaky and headaches yeah. and, um, you know, but once I started eating a, a nutritious breakfast every single morning, I saw all those symptoms going away. Yeah. And also, like, I don't know if, if anyone else can relate, but like being hangry is one of the worst feelings in the world. And yeah, whenever totally. I've tried intermittent <laughs> fasting, I'm like, I'm hangry. Like I need to eat. It's just not enjoyable. And also I like to get my workout done in the morning and I would so mm -hmm. much rather have like some little bit of fuel in me before my workout than to leave the workout. Like you said, I would sometimes leave workouts like dizzy, shaking, and it's because I didn't mm -hmm. eat anything before. It's like, well, what do you expect to happen? You know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's a vicious cycle. And even, I don't know if you've noticed this, but like, so I'm 26 years old, but back when I was in high school and even when I was in college, um, insanity was like a really popular workout. Those are like the home DVDs. And I'm thinking back to like that time period where I would do intermittent fasting. I didn't even know what it was at the time. It was basically disordered eating, but I would do that with nothing <laughs> in my body. And then I would like eat a whole loaf of bread later. And it's like, it kind of, yeah. it, you know, it, it counteracts the point of it where if you're starving yourself earlier in the day, your, your body is just going to be seeking that later on. So you're probably better off just having a balanced breakfast, like you said, so that you're yeah, not, you exactly. know, hungry. Yeah. I, I did the same exact thing. Like when I was intermittent fasting, I would eat like crazy because I was yeah. starving. I was starving. So yeah, just having like something in your system early, like when you wake up, it definitely helps with your metabolism. It helps with your digestion. So I, I am personally not a fan of intermittent fasting. Yeah, no, I'm glad you say that because neither <laughs> am I. And I know some people in this health space that like swear by it. I have a lot of male friends that are also like, you got to do this. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, it's not the same, you know, for women as, as it is for men. But speaking of breakfast, I saw on your TikTok that you're not a big fan of coffee. So I'm curious what your stance is on coffee drinking. Is that like a huge no-no? Do you think it's something that matters as much as like intermittent fasting? Um, so coffee, I do drink coffee. Sometimes I'll switch it up between like matcha or coffee. But my number one tip is just always have breakfast before your coffee, especially if you are dealing with a hormone imbalance, just because coffee first thing in the morning on your stomach can also spike your cortisol. It's, it's really harsh on your digestive system. Um, so just having something, you know, something simple before having your, your coffee is just so important for your gut health and, and hormone balance. Um, so as long as you're eating something before, I think it's totally fine to have coffee. I just try to limit coffee because I know that caffeine um, tends to spike my stress and anxiety. So I try to 
to limit the amount of caffeine that I get. So, you know, yeah. one cup of coffee a day. <laughs> no, that makes sense. I try to limit myself too. I, I only have one cup in the morning now and I, I should eat before it, but I don't eat before it. But I'll, I'll think about maybe like having something before I have it because if I have like more than one cup in a day, that anxiety spike, like the coffee mm-hmm. anxiety that it, and like that just, it's like the pr- productivity is there, but then there's also that lingering sense of anxiety. And it's like you said, it's that cortisol spike. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you're all into the gut healing. You've had an incredible journey of kind of just like discovering all of this on your own. So what's some advice that you would give to somebody if they're listening to this? Maybe somebody else has had a similar pattern that we have of like not really following the best advice before. What would you say are like the main things that people can easily do to kind of heal their gut or small changes that they can make in their routine? Yeah. So, I mean, number one is just cutting back on the processed foods. That is the number one thing that you can do for your gut health is just trying to get whole natural foods, things that have small ingredients, especially just looking at ingredients labels when you are buying food at the grocery store, just making sure to check everything because a lot of foods contain a lot of fillers and gums in there that you know can disrupt our, our gut health. So just making sure to check ingredient labels and just trying to stay away from those processed foods and filling up most of your, your meals with clean whole foods that you don't you don't have to look at an ingredient list for. Um, so that is definitely a number one tip. And also just staying hydrated is so important for your gut health because dehydration can cause a lot of those digestive issues as well. So as we know, like water helps with absolutely everything. So staying hydrated throughout the day is so important for your digestion, your your gut health, absolutely everything. And um, just making sure drinking plenty of water. One of my favorite things to do is putting a little bit of Celtic sea salt in my water. It helps to keep oh. your body um, hydrated naturally. Um, so those are just the number one things if you want to start working on your gut health now is just making sure to fill up your diet with most clean whole foods and just making sure to stay hydrated throughout the day as well. Um, there's a lot of other things you can do, like start incorporating probiotic foods are great for your digestive system as well. So, you know, like probiotic yogurt or um, kombucha or kefir, things like that are great to throw into your diet. Um, Really great for, you know, keeping your digestion moving and keeping your gut health healthy. So yeah, that's some sound advice. Like if you go to the grocery store, and if you don't recognize half of the ingredients Mm -hmm. on the thing, like back to what we were talking about, those fake protein bars or the fake protein chips. I don't know if you've ever had those, but those like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, those are bad. Um, Yeah. Make sure you know what you're putting into your body and doing your homework on those products too, I think is important. And as you said, hydration helps everything, even skin health. Like hydration is Mm -hmm. so important for absolutely everything. So there's something else that I want to kind of dive into and that I know you talk about a lot and that is cycle syncing. And I love, Mm -hmm. you know, telling my audience about like I track my period with the moon and I think that that's like the coolest thing ever. Mm -hmm. And I've heard a lot of people talk about cycle syncing. So um, how did you learn about that? How do you kind of incorporate that into your routine? Yeah. So I started learning about this when I was still in my crazy workout phase you know, lifting weights six times a week and overdoing cardio and still feeling super bloated, breaking out like crazy until I realized, you know, this is just way too much stress on our bodies. We don't need all of that to to stay healthy and be fit. So I started looking into like how to work out around your hormones. This was when I was really starting to deep dive into hormone health and balancing my hormones. And I started reading about cycle syncing is where you start working out with the energy shifts in in your monthly cycle. So men, their hormone cycles in a day. We cycle within, you know, a month. So we have to work with our energy shifts throughout that month, you know, to maximize, um, you know, the energy that we have, the strength that we have. So I started really looking into cycle syncing. So this is, you know, doing calming, relaxing workouts when you're on your menstrual phase and then using your energy when you're on your luteal and um, ovulatory phase and using that energy to lift heavy weights and do HIIT workouts and then doing a little bit more calming once you get closer to your menstrual space menstrual phase. Um, So I started incorporating this into my workouts and I noticed a huge change in my stress, in my bloating, in my skin, and just overall hormones. So I've adopted this into my 
everyday routine. It's just working with my energy throughout all four phases um, and making sure to give my body enough rest when we are going through that big stress of the month. You know, our bodies are going through so much during, you know, our cycle. So I want to make sure to keep our bodies relaxed and recovered at, during that time and just work with our stress and hormones during that. So Wow. I love that like intuitive approach to training. And I feel like that's something that people have never really focused on. Like maybe in the last few years, it's gained popularity. But I think back to even when I was in high school, I had a swim coach tell me she was she told the entire team, she said, you have more endurance on your period, get in the pool, like whenever we had our periods. And now thinking about that in hindsight, I'm like, it makes so much sense for us to take the time to rest and recuperate our bodies during that time. Because as you said, there's extra stress being put on us. And that's really interesting mm-hmm. that men have that turnover in 24 hours, whereas for us, it's a month. So wouldn't it make sense for us to kind of just break things up differently? Exactly. So I was training like a guy for so long and I realized that suddenly like, I, I'm not a guy. I need to work out with, you know, my womanly hormones and yeah. listen to my body when I have more energy or when my body's not feeling like lifting heavy weights or doing crazy hit workouts. And it's, it's definitely helped a lot. Yeah. I think that's such a powerful shift that so many people could take away from is just listening to your body because I get it. I've been there before of like the overtraining, the under eating, that push to just like push through, tough it up, like hustle, motivation, get on the grind. But I've even noticed too, when I'm in those phases of overtraining, I I hit plateaus. It's like, I'm not even Mm -hmm. seeing the progress. Whereas sometimes when I've taken two weeks off of lifting, I go back to the gym and I, I have PRs and I'm doing a lot better than I have before. So it's like, give yourself the space to rest and take time. You don't have to constantly be on, on go mode. You're just going to burn yourself out. Exactly. That is definitely the key takeaway is listen to your body. And that's what has been really hard for me all these years. Cause I'm always like, I have to be hundred percent. I have to keep going when reality, we need to listen to our bodies. This goes with food and working out, just listening to your body and what works best for you because every single person is different. Yeah. That's so true too, of like, nothing is one size fits all. Even anything mm-hmm. that we're sharing here is not one size fits all. Take it for you. Maybe for some of you out there, like if you, I think you said the luteal phase is when most people feel like they want to, you know, lift heavier or push themselves a little bit more. Maybe sometime you feel like, you know what, I want to relax. But in your head, you're like, oh, it's my luteal phase. I have to go lift. Like, no, Mm -hmm. if your body is telling you we don't want to move today, we kind of just want to lounge around, give yourself space to do that. I think that's something a lot of people struggle with. I still struggle with, you know, I struggle with that. Like, I find it harder to take a break than to just keep going, you know? Definitely. Yeah. I struggle with that a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So... It's interesting hearing your whole story of the hormones and what's led you to where you are now. And I saw something on your TikTok that I want to dive into going a little bit more in depth into like hormones and also chemicals specifically, because you posted this video about acne showing up on your jawline and how you connected that Mm -hmm. to a products that you were using in your hair. So what made you put two and two together? That was what was causing it. Yeah. So when I was like really studying up on hormone balance, I learned that there's a lot of chemicals in, you know, our laundry detergents, in our beauty products, just a lot of toxins that we're putting on our bodies every single day that can disrupt your hormones. And meanwhile, you know, during that time I was using like heavily perfumed um, like body wash and heavily perfumed laundry detergent, all these things that were causing irritation with my skin um, and just, you know, toxins getting in my body and maybe causing hormone imbalance. But um, so I started breaking out like all over my, my neck and this was just so weird for me. Um, So the database ewg.org, I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's, you can look up all of your products and you know see how they're rated on the cleanliness scale the ingredients so i was using a like leave-in conditioner for you know a long time and i decided to look it up i'm like okay let me see and it was rated like one of the highest in toxins and allergens um so i decided to just not continue to use it and those breakouts completely cleared up wow that's crazy because I think back for myself, there's products that I've used. I'm thinking back to like high school randomly, but you know, the mm-hmm. Victoria's Secret body mists. 
Mm -hmm. Um, so I used to use love spell in high school. That was like my go-to scent. Really? (laughs) And I had like the worst acne all over my chest. And like my, I told my mom, like, where is this coming from? Like we went to the dermatologist and they couldn't figure it out. They had given me like special cream for it. But once I stopped using that perfume, like that breakout completely stopped and I would spray it right on my chest. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, you never know, like, what is affecting your skin. Like, I have very sensitive skin. So, like, I do get, like, allergic reactions to a lot of different things. But it's just good to know, you know, not what's only in your food, but what's also in the stuff that you're putting on your body, because that's just as important. Yeah. And they say your skin is your largest organ, too. So anything Mm -hmm. that you're, like, slathering yourself with or washing yourself with or putting on your clothes is, is important. And that's something I've been trying to kind of steer away from is a lot of those like heavily scented, you know, for lack of a better word, toxic products. Like, you know, the, um, scent beads for the laundry, like those downy scent beads. I stopped using those because the more research I did into that, it's just not healthy to be like breathing that in, let alone having it on your skin. And, um, even certain sunscreens, I forget which brand it was, uh, that was recalled for, for causing Mm -hmm. cancer. So you really got to be careful. Yeah. I know. It's just, it's crazy. Like all of the products and like, you, you never know like what could be causing like an irritation in you or just, um, you, you might be intolerant to something, but it's always good to just make sure you're looking at ingredients. Yeah. That this is a huge undertaking too. I feel like to transition away from some of these like products that we're used to using. So do you have any advice for anyone who maybe, Maybe they've got like doves sitting in their shower and they're like, oh no, you know, I checked this on the website. Like, is there a specific product that you think would be easier for people to kind of swap out or do you have some top suggestions for people? Yeah. My favorite brand is Attitude and they make, um, you know, hair stuff, body wash, uh, laundry detergent, and it's all clean. It's all for sensitive skin. There's, it's rated like the best on that website, EWG. Um, but I wouldn't go crazy with it because you can get paranoid about these kinds of things. So just take everything with a grain of salt. You know, it's just, it's, you can't swap everything out, yeah. but just, you know, just swapping the things that you can. And it is, it is expensive to get the more natural stuff. So just like the stuff that you really use on a daily basis. So maybe just like your body wash or, you know, your deodorant or something like that, or lotion that you're constantly putting on, just, just trying to find maybe a cleaner option. If you are putting that stuff on, you know, two to three times a day. I think that's great advice. And like you said too, getting paranoid about it, it's very easy Mm -hmm. to, think, oh, everything's a carcinogen or everything is going to be a hormone disruptor. Like I know people that have spoken about like the pans in their kitchen, you know, throw those away. And and I get that. But it's like there's something in everything. Right. So it's kind of like you got to pick and choose your battles in terms of what you use the most and also what's affordable for you, too, because some of this stuff is more, more expensive. Yeah. So, you know, you can't get into that rabbit hole of like, oh my gosh, I have to swap out every single thing, but just doing what you can and trying to make the cleaner, you know, decision when you are buying, you know, maybe your laundry detergent or your, your lotion or whatever it is. So. Yeah. Just being a more conscious consumer, reading the labels, you know, do, do your homework on your product. Even if it's not something that's expensive, you can find, you know, some, some doable, affordable replacements for things. Yeah, absolutely. There are some really good affordable options too. You know, like La Roche-Posay, they're really clean brand and they're pretty uh, affordable as well, like for skincare. Um, So just doing your research on that kind of stuff is you can find some really, really good affordable options. Yeah. There is a brand I'm trying to think of the name. I ordered on Amazon. I think it's called Avalon Organics, but they have really great body lotion. And I have like a huge like jug Mm -hmm. of like their lavender body lotion and it lasts forever. It moisturizes great. You know, the smell is, is nice. It's not too overwhelming. So you can find stuff, you know, Amazon, Target, Walmart. Yeah, absolutely. I love that brand. They're awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're like one of my favorites. Their shampoo is good too. Um, and mm-hmm. I think I've used their like body wash, hand soap. They have a few different scents, but yeah, yeah. they're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good stuff. So I'm just thinking back to what you were saying about um, bodybuilding and you were doing a lot of strength training and cardio at the same time. So what do your workouts look like now? Are you focusing as much on the strength side or cardio or are you kind of just like intuitively training? Yeah, so I used to be on like a super strict schedule with, you know, I have to do legs Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and have to do upper body Tuesday, Thursday, and then cardio after that. 
Um, but now I'm kind of just doing more like intuitively, um, when I can get to the gym, I will, but you know, I, most weeks I will make sure to have one lower body day, one upper body day, one full body day. And then I'll do like more of a lower impact style day, which, which is like Pilates or yoga, um, just making sure to, to move my body and not making it so stressful to get to the gym. Like if I can't make it, I I'm super busy. I have like a crazy busy schedule. So if I can't make it to the gym, it's totally fine. As long as I move my body, go for a walk, you know, stretch, do something that's just movement. Um, I'm happy with that. Yeah. I think that's a great approach. And I don't know how much you're into like masculine versus feminine energies, but I think that mm-hmm. this is such a beautiful, like intuitive approach to things of like leaning into your feminine energy of a training with your cycle, but b also not being so hard on yourself if you don't make it to the gym. Cause I think a lot of fitness culture and fitness motivation that we see online is very masculine focused, like energetically of not yeah. even just that it's like men directly, but it's like hustle, motivate, grind, eat your protein, you know, lift your weights, keep your head down and train hard. But it's like, that I think excludes a lot of people and it excludes the nature of, of feminine energy through, through what it's sort of doing of trying to force people to just show up constantly. So I love that you have that more balanced, intuitive approach. Yeah. Like I used to think like, Oh, I can't get to the gym. I have to, you know, lower my calories today. I can't eat, I can't eat anything because I didn't go to the gym. And that was just ridiculous thinking like, on days when we're not going to the gym, that's when our bodies need that fuel to like refuel up for workouts for the next week. So, you know, just finding that, that mid section of just like recovery and workouts and working out when you can, just not overstressing it. I think that's what has really helped with my stress levels, my hormones, and just overall like feeling and looking better. Yeah. And it's a shift in perspective too, of like, exercise being a punishment versus being a celebration like I even used to feel the same way of oh I went out to dinner with my friends last night I have to go do an hour of cardio today to like balance Mm -hmm. it out or like you said if you didn't eat anything you know then you it's just this like endless cycle that I feel like a lot of people have been stuck in um for a long time especially with the way that diet culture used to be I'm thinking back to like my college years specifically Mm -hmm. of like earn your work, earn your, earn your Thanksgiving dinner or like earn your Mm -hmm. this, earn your that. And it's like, that's like really not, you know, a healthy mindset. And it's, it's never going to be a mindset. If you're, if you're stuck in that, it's never going to be something that you're going to be able to achieve balance with. I don't think. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, I'm so glad that like, we're kind of shifting away from that now and just, you know, working on more of just like fueling your body, feeling better rather than that, like, you know, diet culture that used to be. So hopefully, you know, we can start evolving into that. Yeah. And I think things are shifting too, even to just holistic health in general, like people like you that are talking about gut Mm -hmm. healing and hormones. That's something that 10 years ago, nobody ever would have thought about a connection between bloating and acne to healing your gut. You know, it was definitely not in the mainstream for people to be viewing health from that lens of not just like an aesthetic, but actually making yourself healthy on the inside. Yeah. I mean, when I first like had my really bad acne and I went to my dermatologist, they wanted to put me on Accutane and I was like, absolutely not. I don't want to put something like that in my body. You know, I want to figure out the root cause. I don't want to, you know, just cover it up with, with a pill or whatever. Um, so I chose not to do Accutane and just heal naturally. And that's what I'm, I'm so glad I decided to do that. Yeah. It's crazy thinking back to like when I was in high school, like I said, I had really bad acne and not once did they ever ask me anything about my lifestyle of like, what are mm-hmm. you eating? Yeah. How is your sleep? And it's like, they were just so ready to kind of, you know, treat the symptom instead of getting to the root mm-hmm. cause of it. So it's exactly. crazy. I know. Yeah. Just a bandaid. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting though, because I I think my acne, well, not even I think, I know it was definitely hormonally rooted. And um, I started doing like a little more searching. This was like at the end of my college years. And I was like, I kind of think maybe dairy is bothering Mm -hmm. me. So I went dairy free for six months and my skin like cleared up. And I was like, oh, okay, well, there we go. And then beyond that, I then I found out intuitively that I had like a gluten sensitivity. And once I took that Mm -hmm. out, my skin got even better. So Um, there's a lot of something I always talk about on here is that you have such a wealth of knowledge 
within you if you just take the time exactly. to like sit your, mm-hmm. with yourself and see how your body is responding to things you don't necessarily need someone outside of yourself to tell you that you you can kind of once you really gain that sense of inner awareness uh, learn a lot about yourself yeah absolutely i mean there's so we, there's so many things that we don't know are causing those issues so that's why going back to just listening to your body and seeing how you feel like how you cut out dairy i'm sure dairy probably didn't make you feel that great either and how it cleared up your skin. So obviously you probably had a little bit of an intolerance to that. So just listening to your body and seeing those symptoms and working with yourself to realize, you know, what might be causing those problems. I think that's awesome that you did that. I also did go dairy free too. And that's one of the big things that helped with my skin too. So yeah, it's crazy. And it's interesting because even friends I've spoken to, they just assume like, oh, well, I just thought that's like how everybody feels. Like I was telling somebody about how I, Mm -hmm. I don't eat gluten anymore. And I was explaining to them, you know, how it would make me feel like terrible digestive problems. And they were like, oh, well, I just assumed that that's how like everyone felt because I get super Mm -hmm. bloated after I eat. I'm like, no, that's like you shouldn't. If you're feeling like these (laughs) things, that's, that's a red flag that you should not be eating that thing. Yeah, absolutely. I know my friends like, I'm going to eat this pizza. I know I'm going to feel like crap afterwards and have horrible stomach pains. Yeah. You know, but it's, it's fine, but it's like, no, your body's trying to tell you something, you know? Yeah. I even have someone in my family jokes. He's like, Oh, just take a pill when you eat gluten. I'm like, it's not that simple. Like I will be out of the count for five days if I have gluten, like we cannot, (laughs) you know? Yeah, no, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm trying to think if you have any like last minute advice that you would give to people to kind of like put all this stuff together in terms of hormonal healing and gut healing. If somebody's kind of new to this journey, what would you say is a good starting out point? Yeah. So if you're kind of like where I was, where you're, you know, you're struggling to figure out what's wrong. um, Like we said, go back and just, just listen to your body, see what kind of foods that you're eating right now and try to decide like if you are getting nutrients from that type of food and just see what kind of foods you're eating on a daily basis and trying to understand, you know, how those foods are making you feel and maybe trying to replace some of those foods with some whole natural foods and seeing how you feel. Like it's really good to kind of like take a food log for a few days and kind of noting like how you felt for that day or if you had like crazy breakouts during that day or if you had digestion problems during that day. It's awesome to see like what you ate throughout the day and how you felt. So like doing a food log and just kind of seeing how you're feeling throughout those few days and seeing what your diet looks like um, and just starting to replace some of those maybe processed foods with clean whole foods and also you know it's it's really good to get your hormones checked and Mm -hmm. you know getting your getting a food intolerance uh, test done just to kind of understand your body a little bit better Um, but the number one thing is really just trying to look at your diet now and understand you know, what might be causing these symptoms or, you know, gut health problems, hormone problems, and trying to replace them with, with clean whole foods. That's what helped me so much. Yeah. Keeping a food log is such a great piece of advice because that's how you can really understand. Like there's been times I think back for myself of, oh, I think of the day before I'm like, oh, something I ate didn't agree with me. I I wonder what it Mm -hmm. was. And then if you have a food log and if you track like every single thing that you've eaten, you can identify, okay, I had this for breakfast. And then around lunchtime, my stomach started feeling weird. It must have been something that I ate at breakfast, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I used to eat eggs every other day. So I would do eggs and then oatmeal, eggs and then Mm. oatmeal. I don't know why. That was like my thing. Um, And on the days that I ate eggs, I would have like serious digestive issues and like just like have like weird like spurts of energy and energy lows. I'm like, hmm, what what could that be? And I started looking. I'm like, okay, maybe it's the eggs. I cut yeah. out the eggs. All that went away. <laughs> There's something weird about eggs. I don't know what it is because <laughs> I like sometimes I'll be fine, and then I'll be utterly revolted by the thought of like eating an egg, whether yeah. it's scrambled. <laughs> I don't know what it is because like I've gone through phases too. Like I went through a phase a couple months ago. It was like three months straight. I had like the same breakfast every day. I had eggs and, and a tangerine and that was like mm-hmm. fine. And then one day I was like, this is, I can't do this anymore. This is disgusting. Like there's something weird about eggs. And even when I was younger, they used to like make my stomach feel weird. So I don't know. Yeah, eggs cause a lot of digestive issues in a lot of people. And actually, they are are known to cause acne as well. So if you are struggling with acne or digestive problems and you eat eggs every day, I would recommend just cutting them out maybe for like a week or so and seeing how you're feeling. And maybe you might be intolerant to them because a lot of people are. 
Yeah. It's interesting because there's a whole camp of people that swear by eggs and they're like, eggs mm-hmm. are the most nutrient dense food. You have to eat six eggs a day, you know. But um, there's a lot of hormones in there too, right, from the animals. So maybe that's part of what's causing the acne. Yeah. Well, eggs themselves are very nutrient dense. They have great fats and great source of protein. But yeah, if you are, you know, having like a hormone, um, maybe not getting like the clean sources of eggs. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that could definitely be affecting your hormones or causing, you know, some of those issues. So I would recommend if you are going to get eggs, try to get them, you know, clean sourced. Yeah, I think that's huge. And also for anything, really any animal product, I think that's a good Mm -hmm. rule of thumb. Like if you do have dairy milk, you know, make sure you're getting that from a clean source, uh, beef, chicken, you know, they usually, if you look in the supermarket, they'll tell you if they've been treated with hormones, if they haven't. But if you go for anything like organic, non-GMO grass fed beef is great. I eat a lot of grass fed beef. Um, and that seems to work well for me, like digestive Mm -hmm. wise. Um, so yeah, I mean, just like do your homework on that kind of stuff. If, if you are making a choice between things, I would say it's more important to focus on that for like animal products than say like, uh, a rice cake that's maybe not organic, you know? Definitely. Yeah, for sure. The the meats and the dairies and things like that are the most important because those are the ones that are pretty affected with like hormones and things like that. So trying to stay clean with your meats and dairies and things like that is, is important. Yeah. So, so you mentioned that you're, are you dairy free now or no? Yeah, I'm dairy free. Okay. So do you, so what does your typical diet look like now? Like your meals? Yeah. So I, I am not vegan or anything. I eat all kinds of meat. Um, I eat a lot of fish, but pretty much my diet is like a ton of carbs, proteins, a lot of good, healthy fats. Healthy fats are something that has really helped with my hormone balance as well. Cause before I was eating no fat at all and Mm. just like not good sources of fat too. So now I've started eating like avocados, olive oil, nuts, seeds, things like that. And just making sure to have like a good source of protein, carbs, and fats and color at every single meal. Mm. Um, but I don't like limit myself to, you know, I don't restrict myself from calories. I don't, I just eat intuitively now. That's awesome. I think that's like, honestly, such a better approach than trying to cookie cutter fit yourself into like keto or you know mm-hmm. um low FODMAP or whatever these like other other diets yeah. are or vegan vegetarian obviously if you're sensitive to something like I am for gluten like I eat a gluten-free diet I don't have any gluten um but other than that I don't really limit myself like you said um I used to think that fats were like the devil <laughs> like not touch them because I thought they would make me gain weight but they're actually so satiating like avocado specifically for me like yeah. I, I used to eat like not any, any fats, no, nothing like that. But if I have a healthy fat, I notice that I'm fuller for a lot longer, um, than if I were to just kind of exit out, you know? Yeah. Healthy fats help with your blood sugar regulation, help with keeping you feeling satiated for a lot longer. So like, if you feel like you're getting like hangry and like headachey and dizzy, just try adding a little bit more healthy fats to your meals. And this will, this will help out so much, especially if you are getting like blood sugar spikes or things like that, pairing your carbs with a healthy fat is is so important. Yeah. And remembering that fat doesn't make you fat. Cause I think there was a whole phase of like, everyone was eating like the fat free cheese and the fat free yogurt. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I remember that. Great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Weird times. Fitness was a weird time. Like 10 years ago. I think about all the crazy trends too, like the Skechers shape ups, um, like the shake weights, all that stuff was what a crazy time. And I have tried like every diet there is. I've tried keto. I've tried intermittent fasting. I tried the low FODMAP. Yeah. I've tried vegan. I've tried absolutely everything and nothing works other than intuitive eating, clean, yeah. whole foods. So 1000%. <laughs> I agree with that. I haven't tried everything, but I've, I've tried a lot. I've tried vegan. I tried raw vegan for like two days. I felt terrible. Mm-hmm. I had the worst yeah. headache. It was horrible. Um, I've tried low carb, I've tried low fat. I think I've tried keto at some point, but like you said, honestly, nobody knows the answer better than you and your body. So Mm -hmm. figure out what works for you. For you, maybe it's avocado. Maybe for somebody else, it's like cottage cheese or something. I don't know. But everybody has a different kind of 
framework and we're all different. We have different balances of hormones. We have different lifestyles. We have different things that are going to resonate with us, different palates, just because a food is good for you. But like if you, if eggs are good for you and you think they're disgusting, like don't eat them, find something else that has, exactly. you know, what they offer. Yeah. And that goes too with social media because now there's just so much on social media. There's so many influencers, so many people, you know, promoting this kind of diet or this is how mm -hmm. they eat, but you really just, you can't, you have to cancel out all that noise and just works what works best for you because it's so easy to listen to all these different voices and all these different influencers and people, but you can kind of pick and choose the ones that you really trust and just focus on what works best for you and not what works best for them. Because like we said, every single person is different. I think that's great advice, especially with social media, because it's so easy to fall into this trap of like, A, comparing yourself to people of like, oh, well, this girl's eating this mm -hmm. and she's doing this. Why don't I look like her? What's wrong with me? It's like, it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. It just means that somebody else has clearly figured out what's working well for them. And maybe that'll work well for somebody else too. But figure out what works for you. Pick and choose. And also do your homework too with uh, with like fitness influencers. Because there are some people out there that are kind of preaching a lot of stuff and they don't really have like it, the understanding behind it. Or they might just be trying to sell mm -hmm. you something. So use your discernment too with with finding some of these people out there. Yeah, absolutely. And we never know what is like real and what's yeah. not. So just making sure to just like, you see it. Okay. And not like take it to heart. So yeah. And to be mm -hmm. kind to yourself too. Cause I don't know if you've seen now, but like, uh, face app or Facetune has like this mm -hmm. AI feature where you can like put a new face on your photo or you can edit your body like in a video. So it's like, it's hard to even distinguish what's the truth and what's fake anymore. Mm -hmm. Like somebody out there could have a video that looks totally normal and they could be completely altering their body. And then you're sit there watching and saying, well, what's wrong with me that I don't look like that? It's like, like you said, block out the noise. You know, mm -hmm. if somebody's motivating you, that's one thing. I think that's awesome. But don't compare yourself to other people. Exactly. Because you never know, you know, because social media is just like the highlight reel, you just see yeah. like the good stuff or the stuff that people edit or make themselves look good, but you just have to, you know, base it all just based off your own, your own life and your own body and do what works best for you. And, you know, just take some tips here and there, but work, do what works best for you. So yeah, <laughs> I've had to learn that. Oh yeah, me too. I still struggle with that sometimes. I still, I don't think there's anyone out there who like can, if you can do this, like praise but like scroll social media and not compare themselves to people I think it's just human yeah. instinct to you know at, at some points but you just got to remind yourself of how far you've come and I think if you are looking to ever compare yourself to someone compare yourself to who you used to be you know think about how far you've come how much progress you've made yeah, that's what I try exactly. to remind myself in those times I know I know it can be really hard especially when like social media is so you know so part of our everyday routine just seeing everybody else and comparing yourself and you know it's it's really bad for our for our mindset and you know if you do compare yourself all day to different people so just trying to cancel that out and trying to be better about that I definitely am working on that too um yeah. I posted a TikTok where I was like I'm kind of over these like you know wellness like oh I saw that one yeah and like it's just like seems like you see the same thing over and over and it's just like you know, you don't know yeah. what's like the real stuff and what's not, but, um, yeah. So just trying to not compare yourself as much is, is so important. Yeah. I did. I did want to talk about that video cause I had seen this right before we did, we uh, hopped on, but it's so true of like mm -hmm. the wellness influencer girly with like the perfectly brewed cup of matcha and the clean apartment. And it's like, think about how yeah. damaging that could be to someone if, they, they think that that's real all the time. You know what I mean? It's like not everyone's house is perfectly immaculately clean every second of every day or their hair is perfectly slicked back or they have a perfect manicure. Mm -hmm. Like it's just not realistic. Like sure, it's a cute highlight reel to look at, but remember that there's a human being behind that video, right? And they're not, they're showing you such a small fraction of the story. Yeah, I know. And even me being a like health and fitness content creator, I like see those videos. I'm like, oh, maybe I need to be like that, you know, for yeah. to be a better content creator, to be better, you know, in the wellness space. But I'm like, I can't be like that every single day. Like, you yeah. know, my house isn't always perfect. And like, it's, you know, you just can't compare yourself to stuff like that because 
you know, they're, they are making content and, you know, doing yeah. what works best for them. But, um, yeah, it is, it is funny to like get down that rabbit hole of mm-hmm. things like that. <laughs> I, I've fallen in that too, especially with vlogs. I'm like, oh, well I really need to get my shit together. Cause like, look at these yeah. girls, like, oh my God, you know? I know. I'm like, geez, I don't have like all these brands yeah. and like all these like fancy things. Like, are people going to still want to watch my stuff? But it's like, yeah, as long as you're providing good information and just like yeah. being you, you know, that's what's most important. Yeah. Well, that's what I love about your platform is it's so refreshing because I think you're so authentic with everything that you share and oh, especially like you. your journey of healing your hormones and healing your gut and just like truly trying to help people. Like I can tell you're, you're genuinely like, helping people with what you're doing and what you're sharing. And I think that's amazing. And it's not to downplay anybody else who's like in the wellness space, you know, doing their yeah. thing. But um, it's just it's just a level of authenticity that I, that I think is, is really cool and that I think resonates with people and sticking with that and not having to feel like you have to conform to like, oh, well, this is what's working for this person. So let me just, you know, do what they're doing. Yeah. And like, I, I really want to help as many like girls as I can, because I know how I was feeling when I was struggling with all of those, you know, gut health symptoms and hormone imbalance. And I had absolutely nobody. And, you know, this wasn't, like you said, it wasn't big back then. So like, I really didn't have anyone to like follow on Instagram or YouTube. And like, I just hadn't, I I just felt really lost and alone. So like, I, I really hope I can help people that might be struggling with the same things that I was and just not feel alone that like, I'm struggling with it too. I have acne, I blow, you know, I do all, all the same things. I just want to just tell the girls that are struggling with that, that they're not alone. And like, hopefully I can help. Yeah. Well, I think you certainly are helping people with, with everything that you're sharing and everything that you're doing. So I want to give you a chance now, if you want to like plug anything that you're doing, any of your platforms, anything you got going on. Yeah. So if you want to follow me on Instagram or TikTok, I'm graceful health, graceful underscore health. And I also will be launching a new program soon. It's just going to be workouts and like some cycle syncing and a nutrition course. Um, it just is like a, it's going to be like a monthly thing and I'm going to be launching that soon, but, um, yeah, just the socials is where I'm mainly at and, you know, feel free to message me or anything that you might be going through and hopefully I can help you a little bit, but yeah, it's been so awesome talking to you and just hopefully we help some people out or got some good information out today. So yeah, well, thank you so much for coming on. That sounds really exciting. Your um, course that you have coming out. Um, I'll put all of her links in the description, guys. So you can go ahead and check out her TikTok and her Instagram. But Grace, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs>